You are listening to the Purple Talk podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. I am James Ham. On this week's episode, Doug Christie and I sit down with Pejo Stojakovic, current assistant general manager for the Sacramento Kings, also a Kings legend, one of the greatest three-point shooters in the history of the NBA. Topics include his transition to the front office, the core of the young Kings team, and is Peja, is he a Hall of Famer? Let's get right to the show. Welcome to another edition of Purple Talk, brought to you by Wendy's. I'm James Ham. Joining me, Mr. Doug Christie and Peja Stoyakovich. What's going on, Peja? Not much. Ho, ho, ho. It's got to be... Three-point champion, the Serbian sniper, six ten, out. Yeah, come on, man, you gotta get a man a proper <laughs> intro. It. My God, sell it, sell his intro. Um, uh, you got his intro? That's uh, yeah, that was pretty good. I see him enough. I don't really need to do that. I was saying you needed that to. Was, do uh, it. I kind of feel the same way. That was so fake. <laughs> He's got his announcer voice going. I wish it was a little bit more authentic. Yes. I, there we go. There we go. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So, Peja, uh, front office now. What is? I think the biggest question for me, like coming in, like, how has your transition been? What is it like to go from? I just watch you shooting three pointers with Bogey over here, but to go from being a player and now, like, you're different. Your role is different. You have to look at the game differently, and it's about numbers and it's about fit and it's about looking at the game in a completely different way. It was definitely transition. but it was a fun transition. Uh, it was being able to be uh, back in Sacramento and also involved in a game that I always loved and I enjoyed enjoyed to play. Uh, and and to, to receive the opportunity to to be part of the part of the front office and learn uh, every aspect of the of the game and uh, and uh, and participate in, uh, in, in 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 decision making and. Uh, Evaluating players uh, and building something special in this uh, in this city. So it's been definitely lots of fun, and uh, as as you said, it's, it's in, in every transition there's uh, there's the challenges as well. But uh, I'm enjoying it. You know, Rolo, what what I appreciate is the fact that you've went through levels and you've seen all the different areas that the front office has to offer. As as you look back. What's what's been one of the favorites? What is something that you enjoy more than maybe something something else? Uh, I was actually lucky that that uh, that I was able to to do that. They gave me opportunity to do that to to learn uh, to learn the game from every angle, from every department, to kind of roam around, to be able to participate in in every mm-hmm. single every single meeting that was out there. That like part of a like a G League for a second. Uh, uh, part, part of the scouting uh, and then also learning analytics, the uh, the side of the game. But uh, it, it just in general, just being being around people and also meeting people around the league, and it's 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 just been a great learning process for me. When you look at the salary cap side, are you like I, I don't want any part of that? I'm gonna I'm gonna make you do that, Ken. That's that's on you, Ken. <laughs> of, of course, every team like we like we have we have uh, people there. Are, are particular in certain certain things, uh, uh, like like you mentioned salary cap. But it's it's really interesting to to learn uh, learn the salary cap and learn uh, the the 
the things that you can at, at times take advantage but it's pretty it's pretty simple it's pretty uh, uh, it's, it's it's foundation has been laid and, and it's the, the principles are out there to follow and so it's uh, basic basically if you follow the rules and then you make make the right plan uh, you can you can definitely work out with the, work with the starter cap uh, jump around a little bit because I, I don't know if I ever asked you this because you, you and I used to talk about soccer all the time because I grew up played soccer did you play soccer before you played basketball of course that it was, was a, a first sport that was the first sport yes what because I, I was I played both but then I made a decision where I was like this is I love this this yeah. is what is that what kind same, of same way same way happened for me uh, growing up playing soccer is it, uh, I assume for you guys it was baseball uh, at the time uh, but soccer was the something that every kid played back home, and uh, I, I would say it helped me. It helped me with the footwork. It helped yeah. me with the understanding the understanding the team game and uh, the, the whole concept of the being involved in in, uh, in sports. But uh, as you mentioned, once once I uh, once I got into basketball, I just what was the age when you said to yourself, "I'm fully committed." to basketball because I know you came a professional at a young age so like here it doesn't really work that way you start thinking about high school and you're going to college but there it was straight from being at home mom's cooking and now I'm a professional right uh, it was age, age of 13 wow 13 four, 14 was basically the the right the, at the time when I was practicing literally twice a day okay uh, from that moment on and uh, uh, it, 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 I mean, look, looking back now, I, I, I don't know if it was right or not. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I felt that uh, growing up in that environment uh, in, uh, in old Yugoslavia, it was, uh, it was different times. We, 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 they just put so much pressure on, uh, on, uh, on the kids that, that were part of the clubs. Uh, uh, there would be AAU here. Right, right, right. So, so they practice a lot more. Uh, so, so many different things, but it's. Uh, uh, I, I think it, 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 it was very beneficial for my career. When you, I mean, you were 16, right? When you became a pro. Yes. Um, I guess you talked about AAU. You've seen the players. You've played against players that went through the AAU system. You've now scouted them. You brought them in, and brought them into your program. What is the difference? We always hear, well, they, you know, the European game is so different, but at that age, what is different about the way that you're kind of brought up through the system where you're, you're taught the game in a different way? Uh, I, I think uh, just fundamentals. I, I think uh, now the learning more about AAU is through my, uh, through my own kids who are playing in AAU and uh, <laughs> uh, how much they don't do. Uh, basically, and, and and I don't blame the the, the coaches or the clubs. I, I just don't think there is enough time dedicated uh, to teach those kids fundamentals and uh, the values of the game. Uh, and then, obviously, with the rules of uh, of kids going to going to school for one year, and uh, there's there's still enough time for the coaches in the colleges to 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 teach uh, teach those kids. You know, it's basically. They had them there for what six to eight months, yeah, and they're taking, they're trying to take a, you know, 
and make sure they, they, they take the best out of them for the, that, that period of time. And uh, so it's, it's very different. Yeah. You know, I, I forgot to tell you, I talked to Kochi the other day, man, and he told me to tell you hello, tell Vlade hello. Coach Carrill. Yeah, Coach Carrill. And he said he needed socks, so we got to tell Dwayne, send him some <laughs> You know, he wants the yeah, logo socks. Yeah, I'm, yeah, just I'm just telling you, the reason just I say that. random thoughts here just, on no, the. No, no, it's not random the, thoughts. I'm going someplace. <laughs> the purple yeah, yeah. Knows I always, I'm going someplace. Um, he was one of my all-time favorite coaches. He helped me, in my opinion, the most out of There's a couple of them. Uh, does anyone come to your mind growing up that may have been hard that now looking back or just stands out in your mind and helping you along? Well, all my coaches growing up were specifically my, my first coach was brutally honest with me. Mm. And, and the, the, the idea was to never give credit to the young kids so they would <laughs> never think of themselves they're good enough. Right. So it's always, it's always, you need to work more. You need to work harder. It's uh, yeah. there's uh, there was never uh, there was never like a day that you would be okay. There was a good day for you. And you can relax. So no one so, said you're ridiculously <laughs> handsome. You're six foot ten. Every ball you shoot goes hey, in the know, basket. You kind of shoot good. It's like <laughs> you suck. No, Get I, back in the gym. I, I I've I've never heard anything anything really nice from my first coach. I mean, it's uh, obviously that was the way that he was. Uh, showing his uh, support and love through through the work that he was right. putting and putting de dedicating through. towards Absolutely. us, uh, but uh, it's it's different. But I, I, now going back to Coach Carrillo, I, I I think he was he played really uh, really important role in my in my career as well. I spent uh, almost eight seasons with him and uh, and uh, him uh, allowing me to understand the game better and, mm. and, and 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 make my transition easier he was uh, he was definitely it was definitely important yeah. you, you know i watched uh one of his last years here um the kings brought in demarcus but also Hassan Whiteside. um and i remember that dallenbear samuel dallenbear was working with Kochi and Kochi sent him over to get Whiteside to run some drills and he came over and said hey we need to go over and Kochi wants us to to work on some drills he goes no i'm good that's what Hassan Whiteside said <laughs> and Dallenberg goes no 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 you you need to come over and we're gonna go run drills with the coach he's like no i'm good and Dallenberg's like hey dude this isn't a question you're coming over right now and you are going to work like you have one of the legends of the game willing and I mean, you look over and Kochi's what, like five foot three, and then you have two dudes who are like well over seven foot. So Hassan finally goes, "All right, I'll I'll give him ten, like ten reps." And I was just, uh, do you see that with some of the young players where it's like the work ethic has changed? You, like the way that you were taught the game was very direct, very blunt, very uh, almost like abusive to a to a certain degree. There was a detachment, but. Uh, the players, it seemed like we've lost some of that and the, the work ethic that goes into, you know, what it takes to be great. Uh, I don't think that, uh, that the young players these days don't have a work ethic or don't have a desire to work. I, don't, I think they just don't know how to work. Mm. Uh, I think yeah. uh, they did not have a chance to work at a high level or to be associated with maybe 
maybe the right people mm -hmm. that will show them how to work uh, appropriate to in order to play at the at the high level mm -hmm. uh, and and you know that's that, that's the reason why majority of the and the whole NBA and that's the reason why we have a G League and that's the reason where when you go through the period where you have to really spend time on uh, teaching and developing those guys and uh, uh, allowing them to uh, at the same time to to be themselves but also to to teach them what it takes to be a professional. Yeah. Um, so you get a call from Vlade, now he's our boss, yeah. uh, your boss. He's, he's, <laughs> he's my boss every day. <laughs> he's what, not my what, boss, what but is, go ahead. What is that, um, what's that, I mean, I know, but we're talking to the fans. Yeah. What, what's that dynamic? Because it's, it's different, you know? I mean, uh, you, your teammates, your friends, uh, you know each other's families, but now, uh, he's the GM and your assistant. I haven't changed. You know, obviously, Vlad is always right. <laughs> so it's so you can, you can uh, erase really, that part. You can't really you can't really argue with him. Uh, but you know, it's it's, it's been always straightforward. Uh, yeah. uh, over the years, uh, as you mentioned, our relationship from playing together and just like uh, remaining friends for so many years, and uh, I think there's so much. Uh, trust uh, mm -hmm. not only uh, uh, in, in general but in, in terms of uh, how do you see the game and, uh, and what's your what's your opinion on, on, on certain things uh, and, and I always and I always say that my my responsibility is to be honest and, and give him my honest opinion mm -hmm. what I see in order for him to make the best possible decision uh, and and for all of us here who are working in an organization, it's I think that's the sh that, that's our responsibility from every angle, from every department, to to basically play the devil's advocate, mm -hmm. to 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 challenge always, in order to to attack to attack every decision from every angle in order to come up with the best decision. Yeah. And I think uh, I, I think uh, I, I you know we are. We are working very well together, and we have a great, great group upstairs. I so, agree. so, so far, so good. You guys are at this point, though. You're at a tipping point, which, un unfortunately, it's going to, whatever decisions that you're you're making for the future are going to be a little bit skewed now because of the the big injuries to Marvin Bagley and, of course, De'Aaron Fox. It's going to cost you some development time. It's also going to, you know, it could affect wins and losses dramatically, but. You've already given Harrison Barnes an $85 million contract. Uh, Buddy Hill just locked up for $86 million. Um, you got Bogey coming up this summer and De'Aaron Fox coming up this summer, and then you've got Marvin the next year. How difficult is that decision when you're, you're looking at it and you're thinking, okay, we think we have a core and we're all in with this core, but we don't know if that core is, is going to get us where we need to go. And what is that balancing act when you're looking at the players but – you're also looking at the win-loss column, and you're thinking, okay, if we're at $130 million in payroll and we're not a playoff team, what does that mean? I think you always prepare for uh, for both options. For you, you always have plan A, plan A or plan B. Uh, obviously, every move so far has been strategically made uh, with the with the thinking to have a flexibility moving forward and. Uh, 
and also uh, understanding that our young guys, young core is going through the period of developing understanding what it takes to win, but never putting a, a economically uh, this organization in jeopardize. Uh, so, so every move uh, until now, and, 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 and just you mentioned for Fox and Bagley being out, I, I also believe there is a, uh, that's a period where showing last night that the real character of our guys will uh, uh, come out and, and, and that's what they showed showed last night mm -hmm. it's uh, uh, with the uh, with understanding that it happens in sports and uh, it's not a one or two or three three guys a basketball team it's a, it's a 15 guys on a roster and uh, and it's uh, it's a next man up, and uh, it's the next opportunity for someone else uh, to showcase his talent. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm, uh, uh, we, we kind of understood going into the season that it's going to be a transition period of, uh, of having a new coaching staff, uh, having our young guys in the different roles where you're going to expect more from from De'Aaron Fox, from, from Bagley, and it's, it, 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 that it will take some time. And it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's getting slowly there, and unfortunately, injuries are part of our game, but uh, we, we believe in our, in our group, we believe in uh, what we are doing, and uh, good things are going to happen. I have, a, I have a question for both of you before we mm -hmm. skirt to the next subject. The next man up. Was there a better coach in the league than Rick Adelman for the next man up mentality? Because, I mean, it wasn't just here in Sacramento, but what he was able to do in Houston afterwards, you know, he had Yao Ming go down like eight games into a 21-game win streak, and then you saw Tracy McGrady go down two games later and missed, and they just kept winning. Was there, I mean, when you got hurt, it was Hito stepped right in. You know, when you got hurt, it was Jim Jackson or it was, or as Bobby, or it was you know they there was always someone else. Was there a better coach than that for that for that I, specific? I, I think it's important that you have a system in place uh, that uh, every every single player on the roster understand uh, what are the principles on both ends of the floor. And I think that was the there was a classic example uh, last night holding holding your guys accountable. Uh, how do you approach the game? Uh, I think, I think it was it was it was a great uh, example last night how guys were focused, how much, how much dedicated they were, or like on, on uh, completing a task, especially on a defensive end. And uh, I, I think that's that's what system does. You know, it's, it's it, it teaches teaches the team, teaches individuals uh, how to be responsible and how to basically kind of hold each other uh, accountable at any given moment. It's, as, as you mentioned, you know, and uh, uh, players get hurt or for various reasons, you know, th things happen and, uh, and uh, there's uh, someone who's going to step up and uh, fill that void. See him, he, he was raised correctly, as you can hear, because me and you have talked many times and I said the systematic approach yeah. is, is a must because ultimately a player may go down with more talent but you can plug a player in. The system does not change. Now, where the ball is going to gravitate to because someone's out and Paige is such a great shooter that someone else maybe shoots a couple more shots. And, and you d 
rebalance. But, but you are giving the same approach and you are going about it the same way. That's why it's, it can be seamless. Now, are you going to replace Fox? Nah, you're not going to replace Fox. No one, no one plays like that. Are you going to replace Bagley? No, but guys can step in and now you get a Bogdan that steps up. You get a buddy that does something. You get a Rashawn Holmes. And I would agree with Paige that that was one of the things also as a player you knew that if you did get hurt with Rick you weren't going to lose your position because he he wouldn't allow that he would when you're healthy he would bring you bring you back in the fold so I totally did I mean he just said verbatim what I've said to you probably for the last three years since we've been working here player development uh, you and I talk about it all the time how big of a piece is that because now we've seen when we were playing there was what we have four coaches if if right yeah. now how, how much bigger has player development got in the process of how you go about doing your job or does uh, it affect uh, it at all it's it's very important to have that uh i wouldn't call it department because it's so part of it's, it's smiling it's, when i said that because <laughs> we, uh, no, we talk about we, it all the time we, we, we always we always <laughs> about it the last couple of years and it's it's, it's it's going going back to the previous question of 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 players and uh, being part of AEU and not being uh, not being coached enough that that the teams are in position to to focus more on on court but not only on court off court as well it's you are you are grooming young men uh, young kids actually yeah. into into a young men to right. be to be better players and better people off court, yeah. and uh, at the same time as uh, as you mentioned earlier, you're investing investing yeah. a lot of money in them. So, so there's there's a plan for everything in place. It's yeah. uh, so it's having having uh, uh, right people uh, uh, that can actually uh, teach, that can uh, relate to those guys. Uh, uh, I, I think it's really important. I, I, I'm actually very happy with the with the staff that we have, and uh, our, our guys are uh, hardworking guys. Uh, uh, so, as you it, as you say that, day off, Bogey's over here, Igor comes in. Now you got Luke, and then. Everyone's hanging out. Yeah, they have to. They have to. They have to cater to Bogdan. Bogdan, Bogdan, Bogdan is such a soft, soft guy. So they have to. They have to make him feel good. That's funny. They That's have funny. to make him feel good. Yeah. Um, they don't do it for everyone. They just do it for Bogdan. Just bogey. Yeah, just Bogey. Yeah. Uh, well, we we'll bring him up. I mean, he's a guy that I mean, he clearly stepped up against Portland. Uh, this podcast goes beyond just like one specific game. Um, but he's a guy that's come up through the Serbian system. And, of course, you and, and Vlade are, are Serbian, and you've watched him. You guys played for the national team. You've watched him play for the national team. How much just pride do you have in watching him overseas and then come back and knowing that he's part of your organization and knowing that he's carrying on sort of the lineage of the Serbian player and, and what you guys have sort of brought to the game? Well, actually, he's... Partisan, if I'm not correct. He's what? Yeah, he's one, he's one of those like uh, players that that came on the surface through hard work. Uh, Bogdan is a hard worker. I mean, he has earned 
every single thing in uh, his career so far, uh, at every single level. Uh, and, uh, and to me, the most impressive and also frustrating thing with him because he's, he's hungry for more. Yeah. He's, uh, he, has, he has so much confidence in himself that he, that he can do anything and everything. Uh, which, which sometimes it's, it's frustrating. Uh, mm -hmm. It's, uh, uh, but uh, he's he's very important piece of this uh, of this ball club, uh, th as you could see last night. You know he's capable of uh, of uh, leading leading this team on any given night. Two of our probably highest IQ players are Bogdan and Nemanja. Yeah, because both of them, they were like in those situations before. They, they professionally, they are the most ready uh, out of the young guys. I don't want to include Corey and yeah. Trevor and right. our veterans yeah, and, the, and, and the Dedmon. And Dedmon. Well. Uh, from the young players, I think Bogdan is probably the the most mature, basketball-wise, just because he has been in big situations yeah. as a player. So. So th then, then when he does something uh, bad on the court, it pisses you even more. <laughs> uh, so because 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 you know that he's capable of not of, yeah. of doing more or doing better. Yes. Uh, so I, I mean, it's it, this team is built of. Uh, Different, different, different players. You know, Bogdan brings something, something totally different to our organization. Do you, in your mind, I, I never, I don't even know if I've ever asked you this before. Do you think that the vision of w what this team is comes from what our team was? Because you kind of just said something that we had a lot of different. <laughs> you know, I mean, you guys were from Serbia, then we had yeah. Turkey, and then me and Bobby and. Scott Pollard's from a different and country. Scott is planet. from his own yeah. area as well. Yeah, we definitely have that international flavor. Uh, uh, players from all over the yeah. world. Uh, uh, but uh, the the one thing that reminds me it's it's it's, it's a chemistry. It's it's how well these guys are getting along. Right. How much they care care for one another and uh, how much they wanna. Be successful together. Yes, yes. And and sometimes uh, you see them on court practices, games, arguing, and that's that's the process of of getting better. No that's doubt. that's the process of challenging each other, knowing that they can be better. And it's uh, and it's just showing. I mean, last last five games, how much pride they have yeah. shown no for the, for the for the young team that it is. There's there's definitely. Uh, you, you could sense the, the sense of urgency yeah. uh, that uh, and, and how how much pride they have shown. So very very uh, uh, proud for them how they responded. You're looking at we're talking about international players. Um, Buddy Hield last season, I think it's some what 278 three point makes. Um, I went back and I looked and um, in, I think it was the 0203 season. You. Hit 243 pointers. It was uh, 0304. 0304. Okay. Yeah. And at that point, that was the second highest total, or the third highest total in the history of the game for a single season. And the other two were, I think, it was Dennis Scott and George McLeod, 
in that one phantom year where they moved the, the three-point line in, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, the, the Dallas Mavericks were shooting, like, hundreds of three-pointers every game. Um, but the game has changed so much. I'm crazy that 240 is now, like, I think it's the 23rd highest uh, total for a single season. James Harden shot over a thousand three-pointers just last season. I mean, how much has the game changed, and what could you have done in this game? That's the same thing. If you have asked player from the '80s what he could have done in uh, downtown in, 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 in our era, yeah. uh, I think I think game is uh, it's always better. It's uh, I think as if you look at each and every decade. Uh, I, I think it's getting better and better. I think uh, uh, the 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 pace uh, it's it's amazing. It's 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 fun to watch. I, I think it allows it allows players to be creative uh, even more uh, with with the new rules. Uh, uh, I mean, it's if you just kind of go by athleticism. Uh, Twenty years ago, uh, we had maybe two athletes in the whole league. Uh, like crazy athletes like Vince Carter or uh, or now these days you have two on each team <laughs> so the, the 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 game from from athletic standpoint it's at much higher level uh, uh, pace pace of the go of, of the of the of the game it's 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 tremendous the rules are different uh, spacing is different spacing is different uh, 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 analytic, uh, uh, from a analytical standpoint, you know that the, most of the teams are being uh, using that part uh, uh, to to get better as well. Uh, so it's I, th I think everyone is is trying to figure out. Everyone is trying to uh, uh, score, but at the end of the day, it's uh, it's in order to score, you have to stop. Uh, so, uh, well, that's not what you guys did last year. <laughs> it's, it, but you know what? It's, it's, it's stop. When I said stop, it's it's uh, the, 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 always inbounding the ball is not gonna improve your pace. Uh, I, I think by deflecting, by being uh, by being aggressive, by rebounding the ball well. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying necessary uh, stopping or having stoppers, but. Uh, it, it helps. Okay. It helps with the pace, and and, and it helps so having having players that can push the ball. I mean, it's uh, you can, you can have the pace with a player like Fox, uh, and you, you you have to. I think it's important to understand like the personnel that you have, yeah, and uh, and uh, how can you utilize the best way the guys that you have on your team. Did you come into the season at all with a? With a mindset of what you wanted to accomplish, what I mean, is there a uh, this was good, this was not good, or is it just the ability to continue to elevate and push forward for the team? Yeah. Uh, well, it's obviously as I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation. I think we are going through a we went through a transition period where mm -hmm. we. Uh, we have a new coaching staff. Uh, we have uh, uh, what five, five new players on mm -hmm. the, on the roster. Uh, some of the players uh, g uh, have different roles. Yeah, two new uh, starters. Uh, they have uh, 
more responsibility in their roles. Mm. Uh, uh, I, I think the, the expectations was to, to learn, uh, to continue to grow, mm -hmm. uh, to continue to develop, and uh, along the way to, to be competitive. Uh, I, I think that's, uh, that's always been our uh, primary goal. And, uh, and, and always, always, you know, being, keep, keeping it very, uh, very professional. Uh, always, always uh, uh, trying to get more out of the group and, uh, and, and, and just, just holding, holding guys accountable in, uh, throughout the season. You know, I, I've said this many times. I don't know if you feel this way, but I, I've always feel I was so happy to come back because I feel like we have unfinished business because we got so close. Is that a feeling that you have or it's just about trying to accomplish something? Doug, he got his ring. I know. <laughs> no, it's, it, was, it was, it was, I mean, it's, there wasn't it's, a it's, true it's, ring. It's, 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 that's, that's, that's a bull crap ring. See, you don't even no. wear the damn thing. What are, I, you, are you joking me? I, I don't want to get fined. Okay. I don't want to get fined. I, I, would, I would gladly wear the ring, but I don't want to get fined. Uh, that's funny. Uh, I, 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 I can't, I, I, I don't want to say unfinished business, but I, I think it's uh, just an opportunity to be involved mm -hmm. uh, with the club that uh, we all enjoyed very much playing for. Uh, me personally, I have enjoyed the, 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 all the success, individual and, and, and team success uh, at, at the highest level with this organization. Uh, so. To, to be in position uh, to, to work with the great group that we have here and uh, uh, to have a team that we have now and, uh, and, 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 uh, and the potential and uh, what future holds for us, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited. We don't want to keep you all day and you're a busy man, um, but one thing that, uh, again, going back through the numbers, when you retired from the game, you were third all time. And now I'm 33rd. Now you're, I think you're 18th. <laughs> and I mean, you could slide to 30 in the next like four years or so. I mean, the way the game has changed, but I, the reason I bring it up is when you retired, it was like Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, and you. You're clearly the only, uh, of the group, you're the only European. Falling off. I'm only out of that group falling off. <laughs> <laughs> Those two guys remained at the top. <laughs> that, that's no, you, but, you, you didn't have to say it that no, way. No, <laughs> no, no, no. My question is, like, you are really the greatest European shooter to ever come over. I mean, I don't think Dirk has, has taken, I mean, but Dirk played for 500 years. So, I mean, of course he's going to have more three-pointers at the end, but... For your era, for the time, I, I gotta ask: Are you a Hall of Famer uh, on the I, European ticket? But are you a Hall of Famer? I, I haven't honestly. I, I, I haven't thought about that, uh, and I would. You, Doug knows me uh, well enough, I, and I would never advocate for myself uh, in, in any in any way. Uh, I'm. I was very blessed. I was very uh, fortunate to to play the game, and uh, I was. I was never focused uh, on uh, any statistics uh, throughout my career. Uh, I, I think that was the time when, when we did not care. The, the, main, the main focus was on winning. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Uh, well, we could do the math. I mean, multiple-time All-Star, uh, three-point yeah. champion, champion, 
I mean, it's, but, it's but people in you, there. You with know, you know what? Going going back to what you just said, it's how how like things are changing. It's, it's, so it's it's games is better. So it's, you see, guys are, are, are giving having multiple opportunities to 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 score more, mm -hmm. to to shoot more threes. Uh, even even the, the medical, the, the sports science has, has has got so much better that all the resources that these uh, players have. I mean, Vince Carter is playing into his what 21st, 22nd season. 22nd. Yeah, he's what 42. He'll be 42. So so it's it, I'm 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 very uh, very happy for for uh, for the players to be able to prolong or, or and and prevent uh, some of the injuries to be able to. To continue to perform at a, at, a, at a high level, I think I think that's that's been the very important par, uh, part of our game. Yeah. You got anything? Load management. Load management. I wish I wish I had a load management. <laughs> I, 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 I could have played maybe three four years. <laughs> we didn't even get the gummies on a plane. <laughs> we didn't too. get to any of this yeah, stuff, Doug. It's all good, man. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Purple Talk podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. Uh, Doug Christie. Let me Peja be unauthentic. 6'10", out of Serbia, Peja Stojakovic. And all that without bow tie. All that without, <laughs> he doesn't need a bow tie to do it. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another big guest. Uh, again, Peja Stojakovic, thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Go Kings!